Okay, so, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and mute you guys, and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started. And if you have a question or anything as we go along, use that raised hand uh, if you can, or um, wait, and I'll, I, every now and then I'll ask if anybody has any questions. Okay. All right. Lord, thank you for this time we have together. Lord, I just pray that you will bless this time and um, show us who you are and show us who you want us to be. And we thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so we started last week with this series um, called Four Crowns. Um, and because you know, Corona means crown. And so I wanted you to have a word that you were hearing all the time that you would think about something that you were learning. So um, last week we talked about David and Saul and how sometimes we have an idea what things should look like and it's different than God's idea of what things should look like. So this week we're talking about four crowns um, that we're going to get in heaven. Uh, so in the Bible, it talks about that we will get crowns that we're going to be given in heaven. And these crowns will be, um, things that, that are like a reward. Um, now these aren't crowns like you're going to be the king of heaven. These are crowns like, um, if you've ever seen like the old, uh, Olympics where they have the, the like wreath that they put around their head when they win, it, these are crowns that uh, are meant to show that you've performed well. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but I want to talk about the crowns a little first. And uh, so we're going to go through these. I, I love that idea. Um, and, and especially since we're not going to have the Olympics this year, I can't use that. You know, that's, that's a, an example of what these crowns would be like. So when you run the race, you would receive an award for, for doing the best, right? So um, we're going to look at some of these crowns. So the first one we're going to look at, I'm going to call uh, the, uh, hold on, let me see if I can get that there, the forever crown. Uh, would somebody like to, hey, Journey, would you like to uh, read this verse? Actually, um, yeah. Journey, I'm going to unmute you. Will you read that for me? Yeah. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aim aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached, to others. I myself will not be disqualified for the price. First Corinthians nine, chapter nine, verse 25 through 27. So uh, this is called, a lot of times they'll call it the incorruptible crown. Uh, the idea is it's the crown that can't be taken away. This is a crown. We, uh, it, he says, if when they run a race in like the Olympics or in something like that, they get a crown that they can lose. But he's saying 
this is a crown that you can never lose. So um, when we talk about the this crown, it's forever. It's going to be a crown that um, you is going to symbolize what you've done. Now, this crown is specifically about self-control, right? So it's about uh, being committed to living a certain way. And, and, and when we talk about this crown, like Paul's talking about it, he says, I, I want to be focused on being the best I can be. I want to do the right things as often as I can so that I can win this crown that can never be taken away from me. Um, when you run in the Olympics or in a sporting event, there's a chance that next year someone else will do better and you'll lose the crown. But in this case, this is a crown that God says, when you get this crown, this is not one that you're ever going to lose. So that's the first crown that we're talking about. Our next one, and uh, let's see, Gavin, you want to read our next verse? I'll unmute you. Uh, maybe I'll unmute you. Let's see. There, can you talk, Gavin? Yep. Okay, here we go. Next one. Oh, where'd it go? There. Um, the crown of glory. Um, for what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are glory and joy. Therefore, my brother and brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, Stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Good. So he's saying in, in both of these, and both of these were written by Paul, and Paul is saying um, these people around him are his crown. Um, that's kind of an interesting thing, right? Like that people are a crown. Uh, see and here's another one uh let's see um lincoln you want to read well let's yeah lincoln you read this one and i'll get some girls to read the next ones there you go i actually uh can't read my brother's sleeping oh okay okay i'll mute you back i i can't see all of you so i'm just guessing from names who would nolan i bet nolan will read i'll read go be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. First Peter 5, verses 2 through 4. Great. So when he's talking about this crown of glory, we talked about the first one was about self-control, right? This crown of glory that he's talking about, this one is about, um, about serving others. So the first one's focused on myself, right? That idea that I want to be the best I can be. 
I want to do the right thing as often as I can, right? So this one is about, I want to do the best for others. Um, and so this is a crown that's uh, focused more outward. All right, let's see. Um, for the next one, how about... Um, Lauren? Lauren, are you there? Uh, yeah. Okay. You want to read the next one? Sure. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's Caitlin. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteousness judge, will award me on the on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. Very good. So this me for seven eight. Yes. So this is a crown that, uh, so the first one was about uh, controlling myself. The second one was about serving other people. And this one is about living a righteous life, doing what God is calling me to do. Um, so righteous, I love the idea of righteousness uh, because, you know, I used to always explain it. It's right is the first word in it, but um, I love, like I said, I love medieval armor and stuff like that. And uh, there's a type of armor that you can wear called chain mail or mail. And mail is very uh, good armor because you can move around in it. It fits to your body. Uh, you can be bigger or smaller and it'll still fit you. But the what makes mail so powerful is its little tiny rings that are interlocked, right? And because those rings are interlocked, you can move, but a bladed weapon can't cut through it. Or a pointed weapon can only go in a little bit. And so I always say righteousness is like that. When, when we do one good thing, that's one ring, which is cool. But it's doing good thing on top of good thing on top of good thing on top of good thing that gives us a reputation for doing right that um, shows people who we are. Um, and so when we talk about the crown of righteousness, we're talking about, um, about faithfulness, about being faithful to who God has called us to be. So showing our faith in what we do, right? Um, so self-control is the first one, serving others and faithfulness. Those are three of the four crowns today. Um, so for this last one, uh, Ashton, do you want to, you want to read? Sure. I thought you might. Okay, here we go. Crown of life. Believers in humble. Um, circumstances. Um, yeah, circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will be passed away like 
the, a wildflower. The sun rises with scoring heat and withers the plants. Its blossom will fall and the beauty it's destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Bless the one who preserves under trial because having stood the test, the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Good. So this is, this is a crown that we get when we persevere under trial, which is what we're doing right now, right? We're going through trials and some people are not going through the trials that other people. And I think it's interesting. It's saying the rich take pride in what they have. And right now their trials aren't as hard maybe as someone else's trial who is living paycheck to paycheck. And so when we go through these trials, it says that we, we, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because he, oops, because uh, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So when we overcome trials and temptation, we get this crown. So the four crowns today are that for self-control, for serving others, for being faithful to God, and for overcoming trials and temptations. And, and now in the Bible, it talks about after we die, that we will face judgment. If we're believers, we will face judgment. Um, and it's called the Bema seat judgment. Um, and if you look at that, and I'm just going to read these real quick so we can get through them, but it says, uh, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for the things well done in the body, whether good or bad. Now, when we read that, you got to understand a lot of times when we think about judgment, we think about a courtroom, we think about being on trial, but this is not a judgment like that. This is more like a judgment, like if you ever watch the Olympics and you watch like, uh, like uh, gymnastics, right? When they do their routine, a score comes up. That score is put up by judges, right? Now, the judges aren't saying, aren't, those scores aren't meant to be punishment. They're meant to be reward based on the performance of the athlete. And so when we read this, sometimes we think judgment means punishment. But then this time, in this case, judgment doesn't mean punishment. And look at that verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, Jesus paid the price for all of your sins. So, so that judgment is not for you. That, that, a judgment for your sins is not what's going to happen. You're going to be judged based on what you did on those four areas that we talked about, those crowns. And that's how, how you're going to be judged at this judgment. So when we think about it, we need to understand, uh, look, and look at this one, Psalm 103. This just reinforces that again. He does not treat us as our sins reserve, uh, deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So when we look at that, uh, that Bema seat judgment, 
Um, that's a that's a judgment for not for sins, not for sins that we've committed, but for the things that we've done. And it says that we'll be rewarded with one of two things, either gold, silver, and precious gems, or we'll be rewarded with wood, hay, and stubble. And then all that stuff is going to be um, burned, which is crazy. Like it's going to be burned. But wood, hay, and stubble, they'll burn away, right? Those things that we did that weren't good, weren't acceptable, weren't good, at, you know, didn't shine, uh, those things will burn. And, but the things that we've done that are about self-control, that are about uh, serving other people, that are about being faithful and about overcoming trials, those things are going to be silver, gold, and precious gems, and they'll survive the fire. And I love the idea that when we get to heaven, we're going to get these crowns. We, we're going to get these rewards for the race that we've run. But eventually, we're going to take those rewards, and we're going to lay them at Jesus' feet. Because we're going to understand that um, he's the one who's worthy to have those rewards and not us. And so that's cool. So remember this week as you're going through, you're working towards an end. Not a, you're not supposed to be serving God because if you don't, he'll punish you. We're serving God because he's called us to run this race, to be better, and to constantly be um, working towards that final judgment where he's going to judge us based on what we've done and he's going to reward us based on those things. Cool? All right. Uh, right before we go, I've got one more thing. Uh, journey. Um, uh, we, we've been uh, doing a thing. We were doing it before and we hadn't done it um, for a couple of weeks. We got a little off track because of everything that was going on. But we had been having people share their stories. And uh, Journey, are you up for doing that now? Yes. Okay. So Journey's story, I, Journey's story is very interesting. So you're going to want to pay close attention. But uh, Journey's going to share his story um, with you. So take it away, Journey. My name is Journey Melvin, and I've been attending North Star for about a year now. I love to play basketball and talk about sports. I live in a family of five, and I have two sisters, one named Riley and the other is named Rowan. I have a sweet, amazing dog named Four. We named her Four because my parents had three children, and we now have a fourth member. I am a pastor's child, and I've been attending church since I was adopted. I was four when my parents adopted me from Ethiopia, which is a country in the continent of Africa. The day my parents adopted me was April 11, uh, 2011. That day is what we call my gotcha day. We celebrate by having pancakes for dinner. I would really understand and retain the information of God around third grade. When I seriously got into baptism and the training that the church had offered me, I was in fourth grade. I prayed to God one night after a great story and God spoke to me in a way he never had before. I talked to my parents that night about it and they put me in a kid's baptism program at church. I got baptized on April 17, 2017 and my dad got to baptize me. The water was freezing cold, and I had wished for it to be warmer. I've changed a lot since I've been baptized. I've learned a lot about of information of God and his son, Jesus. They made a tremendous change in my life and how I look at it. I am still learning new things every day about what he has to teach me. Thank you all for listening to my story today. I hope you guys have may have learned something through my story. 
I do not really know what my future has in store for me. I will just have to find out along the way. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I, how about this? I'll unmute all so you guys can clap. There we go. Yeah. Nice job. Very nice. Thank you. Awesome. That was incredible. Yeah. I love that. That was the most dramatic, plotted out story I've ever heard. <laughs> that was so cool, man. I love that. That was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Johnny. And I just realized this. We, uh, we yeah. have so many kids in, in this group that really, you know, Just you think about this journey's only been here for like a year, about a year, less than a year. Less yeah, a year, right at yeah. a year, I guess. And, and yeah, everybody kind of knows journey, but doesn't really know journey, you know? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I love that we have, we're, we're sharing these stories. We're going to share one uh, for the next few weeks. All of our squad trainees are going to be sharing their stories. So, um, yeah, keep planning to tune in. Um, I'm so glad you guys came today. I hope you are too. I hope you had fun. And um, uh, that's that's all we have. That's the, the end of the program. Um, I'm going to leave this up for a few minutes if you guys want to uh, chat, hang out a little bit. And then, uh, but if, if you don't want to, uh, I'll see you next week. I hope you guys have a great week, and um, hopefully we're going to try to do something squadish pretty soon. So those of you who are missing out on squads, we're we're going to get you something to fill that void a little bit. So, all right. So have a great week. All right. See ya.